welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Tommy Zarim. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks all for having me here. Yeah, today. way to wait for the way to keep the dead air going there. Don't mm-hmm. really jump right in there. Yeah. Uh you know, at Dynasty Tommy, uh, a fellow nerd staff writer, not usually on a podcast, but making a special trip in today. Uh with at with Matt and Mike both uh out for specific reasons. Kids work, you know, all that all that fun stuff. Um, and you guys all know Tommy from the site. Uh he writes our weekly drafts or column with Optimal Lineup, which hopefully you guys are following. Because it's working. He's won me cash four out of five weeks, and I like money. My yeah. wife my wife likes taking my money from me and spending it, so it's I need as much of it as I could possibly get. So welcome back, Tommy. This is your second podcast, I believe, right? Yeah, that's correct. No, yeah, welcome back. Oh, thanks. How's it feel to be back in front of the mic? Oh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. You know, glad to talk, you know, some fantasy football. Mm, nice. We all always like to talk fantasy football. So let's get into it. Let's get into week six. Uh, week six is in the books. We're officially halfway through our fantasy season. And, you know, it's, right now, it's some of us know either you're out of it. You know, if you're 0-6, 1-6, like, or 1-5, you're likely not going to be making the playoffs this year. And you know what? There's always next year. Yeah, and absolutely. you can settle on those high draft picks, which is always nice. Definitely this upcoming rookie draft class coming with Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon and Mari Cooper and Abdullah. I can't wait. But let's get into week six. Uh, let's go back to my birthday, Thursday, October 9th. The Colts versus the Texans. Finally, a somewhat competitive game there. You know, it wasn't a blowout where some of us thought, hey, every, every game's been a blowout. Andrew Luck's still Andrew Luck. He's still the number one overall fantasy point getter. He's the number one dynasty quarterback. Nothing to see here. But, you know, besides that, there was nothing really extravagant about that game. Uh, Hakeem Nix came out this week the other or today or the other day and said that he's frustrated with his role in there. He likely won't be back. Still excited about Dante Moncrief there uh, and what I can see, what I see out of him and the way he's being used now for the future. And, you know, with Reggie Wayne's age, Moncrief, I saw somebody, they tweeted me today, I believe, and they're like, hey, is Moncrief, you know, they want to you know between Moncrief and somebody else about value. Moncrief, to me, still, you go back, still holds high second-round value if you were doing a rookie draft today. That's where I see him. I mean, I, I see his ceiling. Anybody paired with Andrew Luck is going to be obviously in a good situation. And next year, I really see. I, I really think a big, a big step forward is coming for Dante Moncrief somewhere this next year. He's somebody I'd be targeting off season if you could somehow package him in a deal. Uh, and you know, DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't have a big game finally this week. He's you know he's kind of slowed down just a bit here, and it's still good to see Aaron Foster still dominating the the, the stats too. But it, with his age. Uh, again, nothing to really write home about. Do you take anything away from that Thursday night game? Um, well, T.Y. Hilton. Averaging over 100 yards a game. Yes. Kind of proved to me he's the number one receiver in Indianapolis. Um, but like you were talking about Moncrief, I think uh, Moncrief is a guy maybe you should go after, like right now while he's still under the radar, um, you know, because you might be able to get him cheaper before he gets, you know, more famous and, and, and considered more of a viable fantasy option. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like someone, um, if you have him on your roster, you know, I'd feel excited about having him and see what he's going to do in the next few years. Um, those are guys you just have to be patient with because a lot of times, uh, 
takes receivers a couple years, you know, to come in their own. I mean, you know, with the exceptions of the like, AJ Greens and Julio Jones is yeah. out there, you know. Yeah, I mean, we all give him like three years. I mean, even Hopkins in that game, he's still he took a step forward this year, but he's still coming into his own, uh, which is kind of nice to see. And I and, I, and I'm I'm with you on a T.Y. Hilton role. That's somebody that I was way off on this year. Yeah. I thought somebody yeah. he was going to take a step back this year. I thought he was going to kind of just be that deep threat receiver and nothing else. I thought with Hakeem, the addition of Hakeem Nicks and Reggie Wayne coming back and Moncrief himself, I didn't think Hilton would be. I really, I mean, I was really down. I was really down on Hilton, and I was dead wrong on that because he's averaging a hundred yards a game yeah. receiving. Yeah. I mean, you really can't ask for more than that. And, and then you uh, you throw in the two tight ends with Fleener and uh, Dwayne Allen. So um, you were probably, at least I was thinking, you know, in the preseason that um, how is he going to see all of his targets and how is he going to produce those big games, you know, with so many mouths to feed, with so many mouths to feed in Indy. But yeah, so that was kind of, I mean, I know uh, Fleener had a touchdown this game. He had two catches for 11 yards. Dwayne Allen's still my tight end there that I like. He had three catches, 49 yards. And I know, I know. Moncrief wasn't available this game. I just, again, I, he's just made a name I want to bring up because he's probably lost in the mix there. Mm-hmm. You know, he came away that game without a catch. But again, he's somebody that I'm I'm trying to target this offseason. He's somebody that I'm excited about. Just mostly because what I just see out of Andrew Luck. You know, he's oh, yeah. you always get to hype about these players, and you know, Andrew Luck. Oh, he's gonna be the best since that. But we've heard we've heard that about hundreds of players. But Luck for sure is gonna. I mean, he's gonna. When my kids are older. And Luck is the end of his career. I'm like, oh, Luck's the greatest quarterback to ever play, Dad. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, well, there's Peyton Manning. I'm like, oh, I don't remember Peyton Manning, Dad. It's so long ago. But, I mean, that's where he's going to be. I mean, that's where I see him. He's going to be the guy going for all the records on the road. I mean, he's that good. Yeah, he's on his way. Um, just a matter of time as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, again, that, there's not a whole lot to take out of that uh, game, even though we just spent about three minutes on that game, which I didn't really want to do. We did anyways. Um, some other games this week let's get into here, uh, such as the Giants and Eagles. And just when we thought Eli Manning was taking a step forward, with Ben McAdoo's offense taking a step forward, they get shut out by the yep, Eagles. Yep. And worst case, worst scenario there for Victor Cruz owners, which I am, mm-hmm. is he tore his patella tendon. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, that's not good. It's not. Who Who's come back from that? I mean, who's come back? And that takes such, you know, Victor Cruz relies on his explosive speed and his shiftiness, and that injury is not one that's easily to come back from. I remember Gary Baxter, defensive back for the Browns, popped mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. of his patella tendons. He came back, and he wasn't really close to being as good, but he played, and that in itself was a big thing. So Victor Cruz, talk about stock down, man. I mean, what a crucial blow. As a Cruz owner... I literally have no like optimism in sight. Like I just feel like he is officially, you know, I got him off the, I got him as an undrafted, you know, I took him off the waiver wire. He helped me win a championship. It was a good run. Thanks for coming, but I have no optimism of him coming back at all, at all. It's a Patel attendant. That's tough. Um, who knows when he'll come back next year if he'll come back, but uh, he's got a long uh, recovery ahead of him. Um, before you know, he can get back on the field, get back up to his uh, play uh, standard of playing. I mean, it's great news for Dell Beckham. I mean, now Dell oh, Beckham yeah. gets port- pushed into the starting lineup. You know, yep. for a guy that it was so easily be down on, and me and Mike had talked before in the podcast about, like, oh, he might be the bust of the first round, and 
not practicing all during the preseason, not practicing during the season. Then, bam, comes out first yep. game, has a touchdown. Yep. Comes out this game, you know, doesn't have a touchdown, only has two catches for 28 yards, but he still looks explosive. He's still learning. And as an Odell Beckham, you go from zero to hero because now all of a sudden he's going to be starting. And hopefully this trend of Ben McAdoo's offense kind of continues a little bit more. And, but again, I mean, still Eli Manning, just when you thought that you could trust Eli Manning, again, they come up with the goose egg. And yeah. it just, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to trust anybody in this offense. I mean, Larry Donnell, I mean, he starts off as like, oh, this is the second coming of Antonio Gates. And now all of a sudden the last two games, he's done nothing. He's got, what, one point the last two games? Yeah, one point in the last two games, yes. That ain't helping you win. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. No, one point's not getting it done, unfortunately. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of things. To be, even Andre Williams, like we were all pumped about Andre Williams finally getting a start. Okay, he looked good in his other showing, but he had 16 carries, 58 yards. Nothing. No, we all, you know, a lot of people start him this week. Like, oh, Andre Williams, they get a shot. They're going to pound the ball. Nothing. And maybe, maybe because he does have stone hands and maybe on the pat, they were down consistently. So he wasn't in there as much. Maybe that's something mm-hmm. to do with it as well. But I mean, just everything on the giant side. I mean, is there anybody there dynasty wise that like, out of, okay, out of, out of the giants, like who, who would you want? I mean, Andre Williams and Odell Beckham, right? The two can't, rooks. Can't forget about Ruben Randall, too. Yeah, I mean, it's going to help Ruben Randall, too. But I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'll never again. I, this is somebody we talked about. You weren't here, but we talked about before. Just, he's just somebody I'll never get on that bandwagon. I'm just not really overly impressed. I mean, maybe it was with like Peyton Manning or something. But again, he's just. I feel like he'll be somebody that kind of like hits and misses. I mean, I know this week he had another double digit point game in PPR leagues. He had five catches, fifty eight yards, which is as a third receiver. I mean, I guess he'll be always in my eyes a nice third receiver. But I'm never gonna give him accolades. It's just it's not in my DNA. Once I once I don't like a guy like him, it's it's kind of hard to get over. Yeah, I'm not as down on Ruben Randall as you are. Um, I think uh, I think he's going to produce nicely. I think he's going to be a solid receiver three at least for the rest of this year. Oh, absolutely, and I agree. And I said it too. I agree that he is definitely. I guess for dynasty, I don't like his long term value. I still I know yeah. he's young. I just don't like his long term value. I just I'm not a believer yet. I'm sure he'll eventually maybe co- convince me. He is a wide receiver three. I admit that he's startable. You should start him. Uh, but he's not somebody that I'd be pursuing. I mean, again, there's no, but everything I look on the, when I look at the stat sheet, it's just like, yuck. Now, another mm-hmm. side of the table, it was great to see LaShawn McCoy finally come back. I mean, 22 carries, 149 yards. I mean, that's what we expect to see out of LaShawn McCoy. I mean, his catches still weren't there, but with Darren Sproles tweaking his MCL, mm-hmm. this should put LaShawn McCoy back into that category of catching some more balls, which is a huge part of his game. And I'd like to see him uh, get more rushing touchdowns, too. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that kind of hurt as well. I mean he had 149 yards, no touchdowns, mm-hmm. and I mean still had a nice game, but still 149 yards, two catches, five yards, yards in a in a PPR league, put you at 16 points. Yep. Really good, but not really good for Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, I mean, you want 20 points from Lashawn McCoy. That's what you, he's the heart and soul of your team mm-hmm. for most teams. And uh, again, it was really nice to see him bounce back with his Darren Sproles situation. It should kind of help his numbers as yes, well. I agree. I agree. Uh Again, I mean, even with them rolling as well, and maybe because they were up as well, I mean, Darren Sproles had that one touchdown, which will hopefully now go to uh, LaShawn McCoy. You know, Riley Cooper had another dib- double-digit point. He's game. He's useless. Jordan Matthews still looks good. Still, mm-hmm. still, if I had a redraft now, I'd still take him number three overall. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to, I know that in the season we're going to do a rookie redraft and see where we would take, you know, and start over. Where do you? Where do you see Mike Evans and Jordan Matthews? 
Remember, I mean, in the beginning of the season, it was clear cut. Evans was number one, number two, and then we debated, like, I had Jordan Matthews number three, and it was like Jordan Matthews, Brandon Cooks, like three, four, which I still had those guys pretty high. But with the situation in Tampa Bay, the quarterback situation unknown, at this point, would you take Jordan Matthews over Mike Evans, or are you still like, you know, it's dynasty long-term, I'm taking Mike Evans? I still think it's dynasty long-term. I like Mike Evans, but Matthews is in a much better situation. Much Um, better. You know, they're both very talented. I still like Evans' upside, and, I mean, like I was saying before, you have to be patient with these guys, especially wide receivers, because who knows, maybe in two years, Tampa Bay drafts a quarterback, or who knows, maybe next season, maybe they draft Marcus Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So I I would stay patient. It's dynasty. You got to look at the long-term aspect of it. And I still like Evans. You know, yeah, right I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't like Evans, and I'm like, oh, let's drop him down yeah, to number eight. Yeah. I'm just saying you like Matthews. if you had a redraft yeah. right now, mm-hmm. would you take, and Sammy Watkins still went number one, which some people might argue, hey, Sammy Watkins still number one overall, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. And it's going to be a really good debate. We might have to get two shows out of it because yeah, how much yeah. – Arguing's gonna be going on, and maybe you want to, maybe you'll come in for that show. We'll have a four-way mm-hmm. argument. Uh, but I mean, would I? I me personally, if I'm, if you ask me right now, from what I've seen, for how big I was on Matthews, and what I've seen out of him now, and how he's already being integrated in that offense, I would take Jordan Matthews over Mike Evans right now, mm-hmm. today. And that's just today. Does not mean I wouldn't take Mike Evans number three. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you had to say, give me one again. Pre- the system he's in, mm-hmm. the coach he has, the quarterback he has, and the surrounding talent he has. Uh, again, I would just, it's a better situation. I mean, you give all the talent in the world, and I mean, look at Larry Fitzgerald forever there. You have all the talent mm-hmm. in the world, yep. and if you, can't, if, you don't, if you can't get the ball and you're being double, triple teamed, I mean, there's no help to you there. So, again, that was just one situation where, I mean, it's, it's, something, it's something to think about, yeah. I guess now. I mean, the, all the rookie drafts are far and over. With mm-hmm. now, but again, I just really like what I see of Jordan Matthews, and I f- I'm glad about that because he's somebody that I was kind of pimping forever. I was like, yeah, hey, he's my number yeah, three, yeah, and he, he some people have you know a lot of drafts. He was going like number eight, mm-hmm. number seven, and it's good to see him actually coming through and putting up good numbers. Let's move over to the the Bears Falcons game now. If you read my article that came out yesterday, uh, I talked about this, and Matt Forte is on pace to do something nobody's ever done in the NFL before he's on pace to catch 115 balls will this will this pace keep up probably not but if he can get to 100 balls that's only been done two times in the nfl 1995 by larry centers and 2003 by ladanian tomlinson and right now matt forte is leading the nfl in receptions that's insane he's got two more catches than julio jones and I mean, Matt Forte, I mean, out of all the first-round picks in, like, your redraft leagues, they're all just coming up short for you. I mean, they're all frustrating picks. I mean, Demarius is now coming through pretty well. Uh, Calvin's hurt. So all these guys, and maybe A.J. Green, and he's hurt, though, too. All of them have been disappointments. Even with Sean McCoy, he's been a disappointment for where he's picked. Charles, too. Charles, too. Disappointment yep. for where he's been picked, except for one guy, Matt Forte. Mr. Consistency, and that's and his value's always been in his PPR. You know, yeah, he rushes the yeah. ball well too, but he just ca- is the way he catches the ball. I mean, he had what ten receptions? Yeah. Versus Atlanta. I mean, that's sick. He had like a thirty point game. Uh yeah, it's he had eighty care eighty yards rushing, two touchdowns, and then he came away with ten catches for seventy seven yards. And those numbers are cha- Those are 
he's the person that put he gives you such an edge over your opponents mm-hmm. where you can have an, a Jeremy Hill behind him, and that's okay because he's giving you four, you know you take Jeremy Hill's ten points and Forte's thirty and you're getting double digit twenty points. It's it's yeah, Matt Forte owners. I mean, long term value. And I know we we're talking. You know, his will he get paid next year? Because next year is the last year of his contract. Or are they going to use Kadeem Carey? Kadeem Carey does not look like the future there. Does not look like the answer there. And I, right now, I'd say you bet. I don't care if it's eight million dollars a year. You could bet your bottom that uh, Matt Forte's contract is going to be picked up next year. Yes, I definitely agree. And if the Bears, you know, knew what was good for them, they would definitely pick that contract up too. Yeah, I mean, you've had Forte forever. Oh yeah. I mean, in our dynasty yep. league, he's. I mean, him and LaShawn McCoy single-handedly won you a championship yeah, last year. Last year, with those yeah. numbers, both those two guys. I mean, they. I mean, the rest of your team, like you had some injuries and everything, but those two guys were enough to put you over the edge of everybody. It's such a huge advantage point that you have. I mean, you had Brandon Marshall too, which helps as well. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you just can't win a championship with two players. But those were the two guys. I mean, if you didn't have one of those guys, it it affected your team drastically. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was looking back on that. <coughs> Excuse me. I was looking back on that, and I was like, oh, you know, how many backs have caught 100 balls this year? And I was writing my article and doing some research, and I was like, oh, Marshall Falk caught 100 balls probably for sure. And you look back, you know, Marshall Falk in 99, in the beginning, he caught 87. That's the most he ever caught. So even even going back through that, it's amazing how, how many people, how hard it is for anybody to catch 100 balls. There's years there, and back, once you get back past, like, the 80s, it's like nobody caught 100 balls, nah, period. Nah. Even like in the 2000s, there'd be like two people that caught 100 balls, and that's it. One person caught 100 balls. Uh, so it's such a huge feat. It's so, it's a, in a 16 point game, that's 100, you know, that's 100 points. That's, it's yeah. so many points. It's yeah. such a huge edge. Yeah. And to get that from your running back who's getting the yards and goal line carries, I mean, he's a difference maker. And now, long term, I mean, what do you think, Forte, two years? I would say two years at least at, you know, top level elite. Uh, you know, talent. Yeah, I mean, at the minimum. Again, but you know, still have Alshon and Brandon both had huge games this week. Both didn't come away with a touchdown, which is fine. But you know, Alshon 136 yards, hands like, like Velcro. That guy yeah, has. Oh, yeah. And then B Marsh came through. They they said you know they said they want to get the ball more in Marshall's hands this week. They did six catches, 113 yards. Jeffrey five catches, 136 yards. Both putting up big plays. I know Jeffrey had that one big 74 yard catch. And, I mean, Jeffrey, I mean, what a, I mean, you see him, where his trading value going to, and, I mean, Dynasty Startups, again, he's somebody, I mean, what do you think, like late, late, late first, early second round draft pick Jeffrey is? Yeah, um, I believe in our last um, Dynasty Startup, he was a early second round pick, but, um, yeah, he's, um, you can't go wrong if you would take him in the late first round in a Dynasty Startup. No, I mean, he's somebody that you definitely, before, if you were worried about, I just did it this year. Let's see what he does this year. I mean, he's for sure yeah, a yeah. number one wide receiver. I mean, this guy just puts yeah. up numbers week in and week out. Then you get to the other side of the ball, you know, it just, well, I mean, Roddy White's kind of, he's kind of slowly taking a step back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Julio finally didn't have a hundred. You know, Julio's still Julio. He's, he's a stud. I read something today, somebody like his foot might be hurting him a little bit too as well, which is never a good sign with Julio, which yeah. is always, that foot's always going to be his Achilles heel. People are like, well, Julio, you know, we we talked about this before. It could be the number one overall receiver, but it's like I'd rather have AJ Green because he's just a safer bet than Julio because that foot will always be a concern to me. Yeah, always. And right now, and that team is so hard to trust because that offensive line is so bad. 
for the rest of the year, it's going to be so bad, which is going to force Matt Ryan to throw balls quicker, which is going to yeah. hurt these receivers. Some of them to break off their routes. Roddy White's been affected by this. And honestly, the only person on this team, I mean, obviously you still want to start Ryan every week, mm-hmm. and he's still a good fantasy starter, is Julio. I mean, there's no yeah. – Steven Jackson, you can't. You can't trust for anything. I mean, he's a, he's a five, unless he gets a touchdown, he's gonna give you five points a game yeah. if you're if you're lucky. Yeah. Roddy White's gonna a low end wide receiver three. I yeah. see him as, and yeah. his days again are numbered. Uh, Devontae Freeman's been a disappointment this year. For anybody that took him, we talked about this as well. Matt took him in the first round in all his leagues and took a big gamble on him, but what a disappointment he's been. And I mean, the, the Falcons. When you think of the Falcons, you're like, oh, explosive offense, because you think of Roddy White, Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones. Yeah. yeah. In reality, the offense isn't—it's got no offensive line, and without an offensive line, you just can't do anything in the NFL. You can't. I mean, you, if you don't have time to do anything or have any open lanes for the running game, it's just going to be hard to do, and it's something you have to rebuild. And right now, I mean, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan to me are the only long-term value there. Again, I'm not ready to give up Devontae Freeman yet, but his value went from late first to mid-second, I'd say at best, if you were hold a redraft today. Yeah, and now uh, Freeman did look good uh, in the first couple of games of the year, but he just seemed to disappear, you know, in, a, in Atlanta's offense. Yeah, and again, and again, the O line's so bad, you, you might be able to blame him completely, but I mean, yeah, it's just uh, uh, Atlanta's offense. It's, yeah, it's not. You, a, you, you think of like a fantasy, like, oh, yeah, yeah. fantasy, you know, playground, yeah. and it's really not. It's nah, just Julio. No. Nah. You got you to gotta just rely on his athleticism. Uh, Cardinals, Redskins. Again, now I wish the other guys. I was gonna talk about the guys here before Tommy. We talked about like who's gonna be the open, who's gonna be the opening day starter, and this is what after like Cousins' first game or so in 2015 for Washington, we all picked Kirk Cousins, and I can say I was wrong about that. And we were all wrong about that. Kirk Cousins again, <laughs> he does not look like the. He looks like he's gonna be a really good backup. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, he, you give him enough starts, um, you would like to see him, you know, do good, but he's probably getting exposed as he's just a true, truly a backup. Yeah, you know? that's what he is. He, yeah. And a backup, a good backup will come in and win you eight games and lose you eight games. Yep. And that's yep. a good backup. Mm-hmm. And that's look like what Kirk Cousins is. Yep. I mean, we were wrong. I mean, we talked up Kirk Cousins, like, well, is he the next Nick Foles? Because, mm-hmm. you know, He's always really good when he comes in for the injury part yeah. of the game. Yep. And maybe that's because everybody's so focused on RG3. And then when he gets to start a couple of days, yeah, he just gets exposed. Yeah. And he's just not, he doesn't make the best decisions. There's talk possibly of Colt McCoy starting, which would, which again, I don't know who made it up. I, I can't imagine Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden being that stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Washington, again, I mean, RG3, still long-term value. I would not be happy with him. because he, I, I don't ever see him getting through a whole season healthy. Yeah. I just yeah. never see it. But here, I'm an Alfred Morris owner, and I was thinking, I was like, man, what can I get for Alfred Morris? And I was putting in thought about it. I'm like, all right, if I want to trade Alfred Morris, starting running backs are a hard commodity to come by. But I was like, nobody would give me whatever I wanted for Alfred Morris. He'd be like a hard back to trade. I mean, again, he's like a young Steven Jackson. He doesn't catch any balls. Not a young Steven Jackson. He's like a... He's like a young, old Stephen Jackson yeah, is the way I'm going yeah, to put it. Yeah, you know, Stephen yeah, Jackson catch walls. But, yeah. again, he's somebody that doesn't – if he doesn't score a touchdown, he like, he's scoring like five, six, ten, maybe he gets 100 yards, 10 points a game. I mean, it's it just – as an owner, I am – I don't start him, really, because I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to start him all the time. But he's a frustrating back to own, man. I mean, he really is. I wouldn't, 
I'm not happy. I mean, he's somebody I, I, I hope he has a couple good games so I can kind of try and flip. And somebody that's desperate for a quarterback. He's somebody I almost wish I would have moved in the offseason. Yeah, why well, I still had a uh, decent value. And I, th- and I still believe he holds value, and I still think he's a solid back. Uh, but again, I just, uh, unless he's scoring touchdowns, man, which right now Washington's not really doing with him, uh, he's kind of, I mean, he had 13 carries this game, 41 yards. I mean, that's, you're starting to be, thanks for the four points, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You could put in, in a PPR league, you could put in, you know, Anton Smith, who's, yep. you know, something like that, yep. or even somebody like Devontae Freeman. Yeah. You know, he's going to catch three balls and give me four points. I mean, thanks for nothing. It's good to see Jordan Reed come back. You know, picks up where he left off. Eight catches, 92 yards. Excellent performance out of Jordan Reed. Still something I like. You know, I still have. We'll see. You know, I have Kelsey moved above him now in my dynasty rankings that will be coming out. And But Jordan Reed, you know, if it wasn't for those concussions, I mean, this guy would have great numbers right now because you probably take the Niles Paul numbers away from him and add him to his stats. And he just looks, again, he comes back athletic, big, Love everything I, I see out of Jordan Reed. He's still somebody I'd like to target. And maybe you could get cheaper because people are now worried about the concussions for cheaper now. And he's somebody that's going to put up tight end one numbers when he's in there. The concern is how often he's going to be in there with that head injury. That's interesting. You said you would you have Kelsey higher than Jordan Reed on your rankings, really. Yep. Just yeah. because, I mean, he again, he's is his second year. How much yeah. time has he missed with his head? I mean, concussions don't go away. They yeah. don't get better. You don't get concussed. He's unconcussed easily. You know, one more hit to that, it's like it just gets it gets worse. Yeah. And the longer, the more you get, the longer they're gonna sit you out. I mean, they're the longer they take to come back from. I mean, look at this time, how long it took him to come back. He missed most of the season this year. Do I think he's a better talent than Kelsey? Yes. But do I think Julio Jones is a better talent than AJ? Maybe by a slight hair. But I'd still rather have AJ because he's. I'm less yeah, worried about injuries. Worse, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey, I mean, for me, Travis Kelsey, once I feel like he's utilized and used more snaps and more percentage of the plays, I feel like he'll be a PP, like just a, a fantasy monster. I really do. I just like, I just like the way he, I like his, I like his tape. I like what I see out of him. And if you'd asked me to get in here, obviously I had Jordan Reed number five overall. Is and he, I, I think I have Jordan Reed number six you, overall. That, you might have had him four even. Maybe. No, Jordan Cameron. Really? Yeah. It, uh, I, Gronk. Or Jimmy Gronk, Julius, Julius Jordan, yeah. Jordan Reed. So I mean, you're, I mean, you're splitting hairs when you talk about where I have them. You know, Kelsey Reed. You know, four and five. Yeah, it, again, yeah. it's just he. Can you trust him? No. When he put him in there, he's gonna when produce. He, when he's on the field, yeah, he'll produce tight end one numbers. Is he something that you can trust to be there for you in the playoffs? So. Yeah, that's a good point, though. You know, he can come back here and have another. You know, there's still eleven more games in the season. He might have another nine great games, put up great numbers, and then boom, one bad hit again, and he's missing. He's out for the rest of the season. That's how he ended last year. Yeah, that's true. But you could say the you same could, thing about someone like Gronkowski, though, too. You know, not concussion, but injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. different though. I mean, he broke his leg, he had his knee, his yeah. forearm. I mean, at least his injuries are different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jordan Reed's been consistent in con- concussions. I mean, this is what has he had three already? Yeah, yeah. That's bad, man. Mm-hmm. That's really bad. So, and I, again, I mean, so you would have Jordan Reed ahead of Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, I still would. And that makes sense. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> you idiot. No, but, uh, yeah, he's just somebody that I like a lot. Again, I'm a really big Jordan Reed fan. Have been since day one. 
It's just at this point, he just can't be. He having guys in your lineup that can't be trusted. Is it good to own Alfred Morris in Dynasty? Yeah, you have a nice, solid starting running back. Can he be trusted? No. No, he can't. I like guys that can get in there, and I know it's hard to build a roster along the, you know, among, uh, around all those guys, but I want guys in my starting lineup. It's nice to have depth, but I want my starting lineup to be guys that I can trust. They can go out there every week and produce for me. And everybody's going to have a bad game here and there, but, I mean, I want guys that I can count on. I don't want guys, like, that I have to worry about. I, li- I personally like to move guys like that. I like to... I want Jordan Reed to have eight games, good games in a row. And if you have somebody like a good backup or like a Travis Kelsey, move Jordan Reed for a good value. I mean, that's the way I, I mean, because again, I like guys I can trust. I try to move guys that I can't trust like that. Kind of wait till the peak is high and then sell. Uh, Pierre Garçon, another, you know, he had a touchdown this game, but four catches, 31 yards. Big difference from last year. Oh, you know, yeah. we led the league in receptions. What a huge difference. He, uh, Pierre Garçon, man, what a step back. I still like him. Yeah, but I mean, where do you see Garcon's value? Well, obviously, I think it dropped with the addition of Deshaun Jackson coming to Washington. But um, I, I, I still like Garcon long term value. He's still relatively young, and um, you know, an RG three is gonna come back. You know, one of these days, and he, <laughs> one day, yeah, he he had a you know good rap report with RG three. So I I won't be down too much on Garcon, but it's like last year led the NFL in, in catches. I don't know if you can kind of expect that to Never happen again. again. Yeah. Never again. No, definitely with TJ. And again, DJX had another good game, but yeah. DJX came in and does what he does best. He had three catches yeah. for 115 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's his. Again, I think last year in Philly was a fluke. I think he was forced to ball because he was the only one there. Yeah. I think today is, again, does he have value? But again, I see DJX as a hit and miss kind of guy. I mean, yeah. he's just yeah. one of those guys that comes in, he'll catch like four or five balls, but. Unless he scores a touchdown there, those deep balls, he can kind of hurt you as well. And I, I'm not really big on his long-term value, personally. I mean, I like Deshaun Jackson, but he's somebody I'd sell high if I can get some good value out of him. Uh, I don't want to spend the whole time over here on uh, the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on, on the other side, Andre Tell, Ellington, another solid game. You know, six catches, 26 yards, 67 rushing yeah. yards. Yeah. For a small back, I like everything I see out of him. Yeah, he's I the, think he's here to stay. He's the man in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, right now he probably have a third round grade in a Tennessee startup. I'd see right yeah. around there. Yeah, you put it around. Yeah. You think? Yeah. And you know, Michael Floyd comes back, finally has another touchdown, four catches, forty-seven yards, and touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald finally, finally yeah. has a good game with nine catches, you know, six catches for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown. Finally, but we all know that's not here to stay either. Yeah. So I mean, Michael Floyd, Andre Ellington are probably definitely the loan to Wolf Serta. They have yeah. any kind of dynasty value whatsoever. And, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, again, we were talking about this like a couple weeks ago. It'd be nice to see where Larry Fitzgerald ends up next year. I mean, if Larry Fitzgerald ends up in New England, yeah, yeah, that's a big difference. I'm really, that's like in the off season, that's gonna be a really big, because there's no way, maybe they, maybe he renegotiate to stay in Arizona. I don't really see it happening. I think he's going to want to get out too, but we'll see. I mean, if Arizona makes the playoffs, which are looking like they might do this year, and Arians is a good coach, maybe he does stick around, maybe he does renegotiate. But if he doesn't, that's a really interesting kind of. Can he have that resurgence like Mossed for a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, there'll be a lot of teams uh, trying to go after Fitzgerald too. Yeah, I mean he's getting a little long in the tooth, just a little bit. Let's go over to the Seahawks. No, 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 the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks Cowboys. Uh, entertaining game to watch. Yeah, great game, great yeah. game. Seahawks finally get beat at home. Nice, Des Bryant. DeMarco, forget those guys. Let's talk about DeMarco Murray. Somebody asked me Somebody asked me the other day. They said, 
give me your number one and number two dynasty guys at running back and wide receiver. And I was like, ah. And at, at the day, again, because I flip-flop on this, I was like, ah, give me Julio Jones and DeMarco Murray. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I just said DeMarco Murray's the number one dynasty running back. But they're going to extend him. Yeah, they, they have to. I mean, if you've watched him play this whole season. I mean, I mean he is on fire. And the way he ran against Seattle last week. I mean, Dallas, and Dallas has a great offensive line, too. And they were uh, pretty much able to manhandle um, Seattle's front seven. And then Murray just finds those cutback lanes. Um, I mean, he really took a big step forward yeah. this year. He looks oh, yeah. great. I mean, yeah. you can argue he's the number one dynasty running back right now. That's very arguable. I mean, is there anybody... I mean, obviously, there's still LaShawn McCoy. But yeah. I'd rather have DeMarco Murray than Jamal Charles. Yeah, that part probably would. I mean... Me personally. Well, they're both injury risks, but obviously everyone's an injury risk. Yeah, everybody's an injury and risk. Then, and, you know, there's people just saying, oh, we'll just, Murray's going to get hurt. Just wait till he gets hurt. Well, I'm still waiting. Wait, yeah. to, wait till he doesn't get 100 yards this game. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if it came down to it, I'd probably still take LaShawn McCoy, number one. Just me. I mean, just I just I could sit here and say he's number one all I want, but I think if the, I was you know I was up against it, I was on a clock. I'd take Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I, I'm not taking any running back number one overall, but when it came down to it, I mean, it's really close. I mean, Demarco, Le'Veon, Lashawn. Yeah, Jamal Charles. I would say those are probably your top four. Yeah. So I mean, Terrence Williams had that phenomenal catch. Yeah. Which is really nice. But, I mean, he only came away this game for two catches two for catches 70 yards. on two targets, too. Yeah, which is, I mean, you're going, you're going, to, you're going to catch what's thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dez had a double-digit point, four catches, 63 points. I found Dez, he's been a little inconsistent this year. Yeah, because. You know? um, Not monster games where he was to pick, pick to have. Yeah, well, people expect monster games from him every week. I mean, but he, he's been uh, very solid, though. Yes, he's been. Yeah. He's been. He's definitely helping your team for sure. Yeah, but it yeah. seems like it's a kind of a flip flop. Like, when this year thinking, you know, that they're going to throw a ball a lot, yep. that this is the offense they're going to run, and Scott Linehan's going to come in. He throws the ball more than anybody. Yep. But here they are just running like no tomorrow. Yep. He's utilized that offensive line's really good. Yep. Romo's got the head coming off that back injury. So they're just they're doing everything they can off this run game. It shows you what you can do with such a strong run game. Oh, yeah. In the NFL. I mean, look what the Browns are doing. Yep. Look what the Cowboys are doing. They're getting wins off of their running game. Yep. And they're relying on us. And, you know, the Cowboys are in much better position because they have Terrence Williams and Des Bryant on the, yeah. on the outside. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that is still the top tier, you know, out there. DeMarco, phenomenal. Still catches the ball well. He had six catches, 31 yeah. yards. I mean, love everything about DeMarco Murray. I mean, somebody that he's always been like a high pick, you know, like you go, he went from being, well, he put himself from being like a, late like early second round pick in dynasty startups to a yeah. clear cut first rounder yeah definitely if it gets extended for another four years i mean you know we, we always talk about you have a two three year window i mean this is one of the guys you want to put your eggs in his basket for that two three year window i mean there's no sign of his him going down i mean again he's he's doing something with only a couple people done in the history of the nfl rushing for 100 yards every single yep. game and you really can't beat that and on the seattle side i mean russell wilson took a big step back I mean, this guy, I was just talking up to my father-in-law the other day. I'm like, oh, how good he is, blah, blah, blah. And he comes out with this 14 for 28, 126 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. I mean, that's a that's a four-point game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he had some Russell. He, he had a Russian touchdown, which helps. You know, that, but it, those aren't consistent numbers. And, again, you can't re- rely on that 126 yards like a consistent number, too. But that is a big step back. But the guy I want to talk about here has been the most disappointing is who had a great week one is Percy Harvin. 
killed me this week. Yeah. Killed me. Absolutely killed me. Three catches, minus three yards. Thanks yeah, for Percy. Uh, yeah, All I need I is know, one more point. I know. Get, yep, I know. Three catches, you know, average me one, three yards a catch or something like that. But come on, Percy. Yeah. We need the three touchdowns called back last week. And he's somebody that, in the beginning of the year, talking about, hey, this is a guy that could have MVP-type numbers before, and he might be a finish the season wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver three at best. I mean, he, for me personally, he's killing my team, man. He's inconsistent. Three catches, zero yards. I mean, you got people like Jermaine Curse that are doing better. Doug Baldwin did better than him this week. It's just, again, I mean, he... He rushes the yard. He, they give him the ball. They give him three carries, minus one yards. I mean, he's not doing anything extremely well. They don't – I don't see explosive. I mean, he's healthy. Where do you see Percy Harvin's long-term value? Well, I'm not a fan of any receiver on the Seattle Seahawks. They're a run-first team, you know, with beast mode and then even with Russell Wilson. Um, I kind of, like, you know, this year I was shying away from any Seattle Seahawks receiver. Um, just because, you know, they, they like to play good defense, run the ball. And, I mean, someone has to produce, you know, a receiver has to, you know, make plays for the Seahawks. But I just think, uh, you know, you're going to have some weeks where they're going to put up numbers like Percy Harvin did last week. And, I mean, you're going to have to live with that. But I'm not really too big on, you know, Percy or. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to trust anybody in Seattle right now, the receiving court. I don't trust anybody there now or really long-term besides Russell Wilson. Uh, so let's – I feel like we're really long linger on some of these games, so let's kind of like speed up here on some of these. Like San, San, San Diego-Oakland. Andre Holmes, good pickup, yep. right? Yep. Two games in a row. He's looked really good. Uh, went over, uh, you know, 100, 100 yards this week. Yeah. Derek Two Carr. touchdowns. Derek Carr, Yeah, too. Derek Carr's the future there. Andre Holmes, 6'4", 210 with speed. Yeah. Great pickup. Yep. Brendan Oliver. What a waiver wire guy that guy. He looks phenomenal. He's a yeah, real deal, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he even got he's a three down back. They gave him the four, the it was that four what on the goal line one yard line. They gave him the ball yeah. and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like about Brandon Oliver? I mean, even when he bring Ryan Matthews back, I th- I still think he's gonna get his carries. I yeah. really do. I think Oliver's produ- was producing better than Matthews too. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you had to, if, if I'm the coach, I'm starting Brandon Allen. Why yeah. wouldn't you? He's getting you 100 yards yeah. a game. He catches the ball extremely well. He's a shifty but more powerful Darren Sproles. Yeah. What yeah. a way to go. I mean, Derek Carr looks like he's going to be the future there in Oakland. At least get the shot. Andre yeah. Holmes is a nice yeah. additive. Once they start putting some more pieces around there, we'll really know what they got. But yeah. hell of a game by Oakland against San Diego, who's a really good team. Good yeah. team. Uh, Jacksonville Titans, honestly, Bishop Sankey still doesn't impress there. Yeah, he's been underwhelming so far. Al Robinson, another solid game. Yep. Uh, definitely the the number one receiver you want to own there. Alan yep. Hearns, yep. Marquise Lee, still ownable. Cesar Short, still. Yeah. You still want Blake Bortles? You want Storm Johnson? Yeah, came in and had a rushing touchdown. But yeah, I, I think that's all he did. That's though. all he did. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, we'll see. They and I think it was on account. So yeah, yeah. Let's see how his snaps increase. A lot to like about Jacksonville's young offense, and. Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, I, I'd want all those guys, honestly. All of them. Even even Clay Harbor had a nice game yeah, this yeah. week. And with the Titans, I mean, Justin Hunter, getting better every week. So something I, I like. But, again, I mean, I want to see better quarterback play there. They're taking a quarterback yeah, next year, right? Yeah, I, I think they have to. And then Ravens shellacked Tampa Bay. I know yeah. we talked about Evans earlier, mm-hmm. uh, some upside. Doug Martin. He's flashing the pan, man. Yeah. He's he's done. I'm more convinced forever he's no good. 
I mean, he's averaging like two point yeah. something yards per carry. He's yeah. done. And two years ago, we were saying he might have been a top five, six dynasty pick after his rookie year too. So. Yeah, and what it, what it, I mean, from something to nothing. Yep. I mean, you, yep. th- those backs. I mean, they go from zero to hero yep. back to zero yep. like nothing. Mm-hmm. And now another. I mean, what what's your excuse to when you look terrible? I mean, wait till Charles Sims comes back. What then? Yeah. What? Yeah. And they're really gonna start. They're gonna split some carries over there. I mean, Doug Martin sell. Yeah. Sell, sell, sell. I mean, I don't like. I don't want anything to do with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Nothing. Well, Mike Evans still young there. Yeah, he I like Mike Evans. Safarian Jenkins. Safarian yes. Jenkins. Yeah. But still, I mean, they're such a bad. I mean, wow. I mean, it's just they got shellacked by the Ravens. Yeah. No, they kind of had uh, decent expectations this year too, but it's not no. panning out so far. They don't have a top ten pick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go over like the Brown Steelers game. All right. Terrence West benched. Yeah, healthy and, scratch. Yep. Healthy scratch, and Penn came on. You know, we're based out of Cleveland. They came on here and said it's because they didn't like his attitude in practice all week. Like, he felt like he deserved more carries. And Penn's like, listen, man, we're going to put the best guys at practice. You practice horrible this week. You're not even going to play. Yeah. And he said he hopes the message got through to him. But I think it's more going to show that Isaiah Correll is the clear-cut number, who they like number two there. I mean... All the preseason talk before went into that as well. I thought it was more 50-50, but the Browns are kind of showing me that Corral, it looks like, might be the back to own there over Terrence West. I feel like they both get their carries when Tate leaves, but I think Corral will be the man. Yeah, I, just watching Corral run, um, you know, just like what he's doing so far, and it's just, you know, crazy. Undrafted rookie comes in, you know, and – Browns took West, what, second round? Third. Third round, Trade yeah. Traded up to get him. Yeah. yeah, they traded up to take Terrence West, but then the undrafted guys coming in. You yeah, know. see, but to us, it's not too crazy. We've been talking about Isaiah Corral since yeah. well, March. He, well, you know, he was a first-round rookie pick in the mocks yeah. beforehand. In, in college, he was, you know, um, considered, you know, going to be a first-round NFL pick before all of his troubles that he had in college. So Yeah, I mean, everybody said Corral was the most talented back yeah, coming out. yeah. Is he the most talented back coming out? Well, he's starting to look show that he's yeah. he's pretty damn talented, man. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah. That one cut, get up field kind of offense. I mean, he does it's what he does. He makes his cut, he gets up field. Now he did have a fumble and he had the three drops on the pitches. One of the pitches was low, yeah, but yeah. Hey man, you can't be putting the ball on the field. Oh yeah, you can't do that. It's a way to get back on the bench. And we'll see. I mean, does this motivate Terrence West? I mean, he knows like he was he was they Brown trade up to get him, so he had to yeah. come in here and be like, oh, I'm the man. You yeah. know, he he acted that way all the way in training camp. I yep. expect to start. Blah 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 blah. Yep. Him and Tate, Ben Tate kind of bickered back and forth a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. But Ben Tate's the best back there right now. Yeah. No matter what, he's yeah. on a two year deal. He'll likely mm-hmm. play that two year deal out. Yeah. And then we'll know. It's Isaiah. I mean, I want to own both of them. But if you hey, if we had a redraft now, Isaiah Correll should go ahead of Terrence West. Where I took Terrence West in a fir- the first round. Yeah, 11th overall, yeah. Yeah, let me go back in time. Now, if I went back, I don't think either of them would be a first-round pick. You know, there's guys like now, yeah. like Devontae Adams, that yeah. would, you know, for sure go ahead of them. Allen Robinson would go ahead of them. Yeah. You know, I'd want yeah. them instead of those these receivers. But I would take Correll ahead of Terrence West. It kind of like flip-flop from where it was like March, where March was Corral, then later went to Terrence West. Yeah. Now I think it'd go right back to Corral. And who knows if that's going to change three, four weeks from now. You know, it might change. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, Panthers, Cam Newton finally came out, had one of the top scorers finally, this week yeah. at a big game. Looks yeah. like the Ravens are getting healthy. You can finally put him back in your starting lineup. I've had him a couple of leagues. I've been benching him like over Andy Dalton over yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Same scenario. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just because now I'm ready to say, okay, Cam. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Help me get to this championship. 
Uh, hopefully we can get that rapport going with Calvin Benjamin a little bit, pick yeah. his game back up, uh, get rid of some of those drops. But how about, you know, with A.J. Green being out with his toe, and we don't know how long it's going to be or how serious it's going to be as well, but Mohamed Sanu stepped in really nicely, 115 yards this week. Man, yeah. If you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, you know, in regular leagues. But uh, his dynasty value definitely skyrocketed in the last few weeks. Um, in the preseason, they were talking about Marvin Jones, you know, um, next to A.J. Green. Those were the two guys. But Sanu, Sanu, see, he look, he's look, looking real good out there. And, you know, with A.J. Green's injury problems, I think Sanu's going to keep on producing. Yeah. I mean, he was, an, like, he was always just kind of like he was drafted high. He was like yeah. a second-round draft yeah. pick. Yeah, In rookie drafts. And he's somebody that, okay, okay. And then Marvin Jones came out. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, all right, Marvin Jones is the man. It's like, oh, that kind of hurts my Sanu value because A.J. ain't going anywhere. But now it looks like even Marvin Jones coming back, comes back, he might be like that special like that third wide receiver set yeah. like the deep ball threat and Sanu can show they can still be a possession receiver like a solid receiver and I'm really impressed from what I've seen I like yeah. I mean he's right now he's a high-end wide receiver three yeah they can oh, trust every week and yeah. as long as AJ Green's out I mean this guy's gonna put up numbers yeah. it looks like he's their number one target in a good offense so I love to I see Sanu again for back-to-back weeks Packers Dolphins it was good to see you know, Devontae Adams is cementing it as the number three receiver there in Green Bay. And Jared Boykins is hurt. Even if he wasn't hurt, he'd still be the number three. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to talk about that fake spike play. And he's like, hey, you know, I've been talking to Devontae Adams. He's a really yeah. good player. Somebody I'm starting to build trust into. Those are all, it's all music to my ear. Because I still think Cobb leaves in the offseason. And I really like what I see at Devontae Adams. I really think he's going to, 2015 is going to be a really big year for Devontae Adams. Yeah, just look. This shows you how great this uh, rookie receiver class was. You know, Devontae Adams, what was he, like 11th, 12th pick in our draft? Yeah, right around there, 11th. But, I mean. Kelvin, Evans, yes. Watkins, Cooks, Beckham, Matthews, Beckham. Beckham. Yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah. What? A, yeah, I mean, exactly. I've been saying from this draft class, it's going to be one to remember. Yeah. Receiver-wise, for sure. I mean, running backs, we might look back and not say, you know, maybe Carlos Hyde. I'm still not a huge believer in Bishop Sankey. but. The receiver class is really. This is what we're talking about ten years from. Like, yeah. God, that fourteen oh, yeah. receiving class, man. Look at all these, look at all these names that came out of there, and these guys are still playing. These, look how many Hall of Famers we have here. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of stretching it, but I mean, fantasy wise, these guys are all have really bright futures. I mean, you can go back and make that whole first round, get rid of all the running backs, and just take yeah. all straight receivers, and you're in good shape. Even the quarterback. I mean, Blake Bortles looks good. Yeah. Teddy B looks good. Derek Carr might be good. We still don't know about Johnny Manziel, but Devontae Adams, man, I. It's gonna be fun when we do the the rookie recap and review. See where he goes. I yeah. mean, he was always going like seven, eight, right yeah, around there. He went yeah. eleven. He kind of slipped, maybe a little bit there, but his value is maybe a little bit higher than that. Maybe not because maybe Ebron like drops a little bit more just because he does what tight ends do. They take a while to acclimate to the offense. But I, I'm still a believer in Ebron. He's still a top ten pick. Yeah, you have to be patient with Ebron. Yeah, and I mean Adams. I really like what I see out of that guy. I mean, he's gonna be. He's a stud, man. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do a package deal with like, like an old, like washed up, not washed up, but like an older receiver that I'm not really big on. Like, if I could package like Steve Smith and Roddy White together for somebody competing, just say you yeah. had those two guys and yeah. get like yeah. a Moncrief and Dante, you know, Devonte Adams back in return. Like, you're almost getting two firsts, but yeah. midseason people don't think about that after you know, it doesn't yeah. matter their first round picks. I'm like, oh, I just got two first round picks for this guy. That's nice. I mean, because you. You had a trade recently with something like that. You got like, oh, it was like you gave us something. It was like a first, it was like the Carlos Hyde trade. Somebody offered you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone actually offered me a 
McCoy for uh, Carlos Hyde in a first-round pick. Two first-round picks? Yeah. Give me McCoy all day. So, oh, excuse me. God, my my throat's really starting to tighten up on me over here. But uh, no Sean Moreno, gone again. Hey, welcome back, no Sean. Up, see you again. ACL out to the year. Uh, he's, I mean, his career's got to be at, I mean, it's got to be boys and men on the road yeah. over there, right? That's, that's getting there. That's getting there. Good news for yeah. Lamar Miller. I mean, Lamar Miller's looked great yeah. in his absence. You know, yeah. he outcarried him this weekend, even though when he came back, which is irrelevant now, but he's averaging over five yards yeah. to carry. Yeah. Good news for Miller owners. I mean, for a guy that you were so close to giving up on and people, some people have given up on, I mean, it looks like he's really taking that step forward. Which I thought in the beginning of the year, like he's gonna, you know, the new scheme that they're bringing in is gonna suit him well. You know, just get outside and get instead of trying to run him between the tackles like they did last year, where Miller has looked really good and he's a legit running back too. Yeah. So bad for no Sean Moreno owners, which if you were, then yeah, but great for Lamar Miller owners. Really good news for Lamar Miller owners. Mike Wall still holding on his own over there. Tannehill's still hit and miss, but yeah, yeah. I mean, now the Lions. The Lions Vikings played. Jarek McKinnon finally has overtook Matt yes, Asiata. Yes, you know, we've been talking for weeks that Matt Asiata is not sell high, sell high in yep. Asiata. That's what we've been saying forever. Or since he's come in, because he's just a plotter. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he took that advice because now Jarek McKinnon has been given which is rightfully so, been given his chance. He's more explosive. Yep. He just looks better. Should have a better rapport with Teddy B. And Jarek McKinnon's the number one back going forward there, which is good news. Uh, Corderell Patterson. I mean, can we start to say the word bust on this guy? Uh, he has to learn how to, you know, run routes. I mean, we've been saying that for, we've been saying that all year. And he's getting, he's getting his targets, but it just seems like he's not getting open. And the coach is frustrated with him. Yeah, you Zimmer know? called him out this yeah, week. I can't remember yeah. the exact, oh, I wish I remember the quote because it was a good one too. Something like, but they told him, yeah, he's getting us, he's the second leading targets, you know, on our team. Just tell him to get open or something like yeah. that. That's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. Something like, oh, why, don't, why isn't he getting the ball? And yeah. Zimmer's like, he's the second most targeted guy on our, yep. our team. If he wants the ball, tell him to get the ball. Yeah. He yeah. needs to get open. Yeah. yeah. He's, he can't run routes. He can't get open. I mean, he's just one of those guys that's freakishly athletic, yeah. had all, has all the talent in the world, but just can't put together on a football yep. field, man. Yep. He's somebody that's a huge disappointment. Will it get better? Maybe. But I'm starting to see the point. He's just one of those guys that you see these guys all the time, man. They have the name. They have the draft pedigree. They have the athleticism and size all in the world. But they just can't put it together in the field. That stuff works great in college. You know, you can get away with that in college. Way easier to get open in college on just athleticism alone. Yeah, yeah. But he just can't. I mean, he's not putting together. I mean, every week I've been saying, you know, week one, boom, big week, 20. But it was all on those rushing yards. Yeah, the big uh, run play, yeah. And now he's not even getting those carries, which I thought was a surprise too. But I mean, I'm I'm almost ready to bring out the bus word on Cordell Patterson. I'm really I'm an owner in one of my dynasty yeah. leagues too, and it's just and unfortunately I'm forced to start him until Josh Gordon comes back. But I mean, I'm not I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I I don't I'm not even seeing improvement every week. Not I don't okay. see any. I see the same thing every week. A guy that can't run routes, mm-hmm. it's not getting open. It's just frustrating to see. It's the same thing every week. Yeah. I, I, w- I would not be confident if, if you had to start Patterson in your lineup. I would not be confident at no. all. He's somebody I'd be trying to, like, obviously his value is not high right now, but his name still holds value. Yeah, he's still young, too, and in he's dynasty. Young? Yeah, yeah, I'd be trying to, like, yeah. package him in a package and use that name value and try and get yeah. something better, yeah. you know, out of it. Again, he's 
I mean, at this point, somebody asked me today, they're like, hey, should, should I drop Corderell Patterson and pick up Devontae Adams for my keeper league? And I told him yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was my response. I said, yeah. And I couldn't believe I said yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah drop Corderell Patterson for Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Much, much higher upside. I mean, this guy's at least going to run a route. Yeah. Uh, Lions, again, maybe it's because Calvin's out, but Stafford's been terrible yeah. his last couple games. Golden Tate had a bad game with some drops and whatnot. Uh, that, again, George Bell was there. He looked good. Bushes out. Again, an offense that you think of is going to be explosive, high-scoring yep. points. They're not scoring a lot of points. They're not. Their defense yep. looks good. But offense has been in not really. I mean, Stafford needs to step his game up there. Yeah, it just shows you uh, how important Calvin Johnson is. You know, even if he's on the field, you know, at, at, at the very worst, he's a decoy. But when he's healthy, you know, 100% just shows you how great of a football player he is. I was posed this question this week. They're like, how much longer do you think Calvin Johnson has? They're like, you know, the injuries are starting. You know, now it's another ankle injury. Yeah. Last year he missed some time. Now he's missing more time. Is this where it all starts to go downhill for Cal for Calvin? I was like, I, I still think he has three years. He's just a beast, but. Well, how old is he? Like 28? 29. 29. So, I mean, is this it? Is this where we start to get worried for Cal? Is this where it starts to go downhill for Calvin? I don't think. I, I still I think, think he has so. a couple more solid years. Yeah. It's just, but. Elite years left, I think. I mean, at least it's starting now. Do you, do you let this start, like, for dynasty value? Does this start to, like, do you start putting guys like Demarius ahead yeah. of Calvin? Des Bryant ahead of Calvin? Julio yeah. had a Calvin. A, well, AJ, yeah. AJ, AJ yeah. who I, I always, had it, but yeah. I always had him ahead of him. But I always had Calvin as my number two. Yeah. And I know we're going to redo our rankings this week. And I have a feeling like this, and I, and I apologize for everybody getting on DynastyNerds.com. Our rankings haven't been updated in a couple of weeks. Uh, but when you're not, I feel like it's going to take me way longer because I have some really big decisions to make here about where do, and then Calvin's one of those guys. I know we talked about yeah. the market, the running backs, which I'll let sort out. It shouldn't be as hard as I think it is, but these receivers, I mean, where do you put them? I mean, where do you put Calvin? Like, if you had to do it right yeah. now, where do you put Calvin? Is he, in Dynasty startup right now, the number one pick, say, went A.J. Green. So the number two pick went Julio Jones. Yeah, I got Julio Demarius. And then you're, and you're, on, you're on the probably, clock at number three. Probably does, and then Calvin. So you take yeah. Demarius at three. Des at four, Calvin at five. I think I would take Demarius over Julio. You take DT yeah, over, yeah. You want the Peyton Man situation? Yeah, I, I, I he still did think with he's, Tebow, right? He's just, yeah, he did with Tebow, and he's just very talented. If if they Brock Osweiler, who knows if he's going to be the answer after Manning? But if they get a because he's a Broncos fan, isn't it? Well, nah, no, not mm-hmm. actually, no, not really, mm-hmm. not really. I I like Demarius over Julio. I really, yeah, in Dynasty, he's got yeah. a better build. Yeah. And I guess I guess the strong point he I mean did he did put up good numbers with Tim Tebow yeah yeah I mean walking Jesus <laughs> and that foot concern with Julio is a factor in that yeah, too I that's mean, a factor I, I mean, again I mean you're picking you're picking you're splitting hairs there yeah I mean I was gonna say picking pairs <laughs> you're picking <laughs> you're picking pairs you're splitting hairs yeah uh, you're sitting on chairs but yeah I mean DT any of those guys you got in your roster those are all great guys you want yeah, to build around yeah. I mean. You could say the same thing what? about Dez. You could say about like Peyton. Like, oh. how long is Romo going to be there? Yeah, true. What about Antonio Brown? I'm, him over Calvin? Uh, PPR. <sighs> That's a solid. He's point. consistent. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. 
But I I understand argument. Yeah, I mean, let's come from a big Antonio Brown. Fan. Yes, and last week against Cleveland, he it just seemed like he didn't have you know a great game, but he still had sixteen points. Yes, exactly, and that's he's a monster. Yeah, but I mean, does I guess you can't say size because you get to worry about Calvin's age. I wouldn't do it. I see the point there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense. That, and I'd hear the I, argument. I, I think and I think he's like two years younger than Calvin too. Oh, at least he yeah, has to be, right? yeah. I mean, he, at least I'd still take Calvin, but I I, I like the I like the point you brought up. But I'm saying I think Antonio Brown should kind of be up there with those elite he's, receivers. I think he's right at. But okay, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Jordy Nelson too. I, mean, we, I, I think he's the same age as Calvin. We just, we just bypassed all those guys. Jordy Nelson has more fantasy points than all those yeah, guys, yeah. except for Julio. And he just signed a four year contract yeah, extension with Aaron exactly, Rodgers. Yeah. Where does Jordy Nelson? I mean. Do you have him over Cobb? I know Cobb's he's a big, younger. He's a big receiver. Oh, I have him way ahead of. I have. I dude, mean, Cobb's. I, I'm a Cobb snob, man. Remember I wrote that article. I'm not yeah. big on Cobb. I mean, I don't like his size. He's never had over a thousand yards. I think he's going somewhere else where it doesn't lead to success. Yeah, Jordy Nelson. I mean, I take Jordy. Okay, Antonio Brown. I'm taking Jordy Nelson over Antonio Brown. Dynasty. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers, man. Big difference. Again, yeah, I, I know. I, if you give me the option to take that big, talented receiver compared to the little, talented receiver, I'm always going to go with that big, talented receiver. Yeah, so, that's Jordan Nelson true. does it every week. He's I, more, he has more fantasy points than Antonio Brown. Brown, I, I still think Brown's more consistent, probably the most consistent receiver out there. I, in PPR I, leagues, he's always going to catch the ball. He's the number one there as well. But, yeah. again, I mean, I would take Jordan. And, and that's interesting. Uh, Tony has both Antonio Brown and Jordy Nelson, and, if you ask him, I think he would rather keep Antonio Brown all day, like no in the discussion. It's close. I I still think I'd go to Antonio Brown. Yeah, but I mean, talking about a forgotten guy that you don't really comes when we talk about elite. Yeah, wide receivers, like you don't hear Jordy Nelson's come up name come up much, no, but he's no. he's in that category. Yeah, he's putting up elite numbers so far. This I mean, year. at this point, the way we see the running backs go, I mean, would you take all those? Okay, the, so Julio, AJ. Demarius, Dez, Calvin, yeah, Antonio Brown, Jordy Nelson, yep, and you can maybe throw a couple of Alshon in there, maybe Brandon Marshall, but yeah, no, no, that Marshall's age is gonna hurt him. So those, but here, those are seven guys that just talked. Yeah, are those the first seven picks of a di- no? Because okay, there's Jimmy Graham too. Yeah, but we won't we'll see receivers. That's a solid first seven picks. Right there. You can build your team around all those guys. I yeah. mean, Jordy Nelson was in that category before. Antonio Brown was in that category before. Is there a running back you'd rather have over those guys? Would you rather have That's DeMarco tough. Murray than any of those guys long-term, dynasty-wise? What about Andrew Luck long-term, a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm never I mean, taking a quarterback that I me personally. But now he, Andrew Luck is like in Peyton Manning a long time yeah, ago, too, so he's yeah. in that category. And I've seen Aaron Rodgers go number one overall in dynasty startups yeah. I was in. but. Yeah. This is a talk for another day. This is yeah, a, yeah. It gives me, and this is what I like to talk. I mean, right now we're doing all these every every week, week reviews, you know, like this. But I can't wait to get the off season to really get in depth and really start breaking down these guys and who has the value here and who would you rather have and you giving your argument why you rather have Antonio Brown than Jordy yeah. Nelson. Yeah. Uh, but let's 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 kind of wrap up this episode here with the Broncos Jets. Jason Morrow finally has ten catches, yeah, comes out, yeah. has a good game. Uh, it's good to see that come around. Broncos are the Broncos. Yeah, nothing yeah. to see here. Ronnie Hillman, uh, he's yeah, not a long. Yeah, no, over a hundred yards. Yeah, though, but he's not but the long term nah, answer nah. there. And then when John always calls him a change of pace back, then you know. Yeah, I, I and then there's the Patriots Bills again. Tom Brady had yep. another good game. Yep, good for Tom Gronkowski. Did okay. Another good game. Yep. Uh, 
but again, nothing, nothing, nothing. Stephen Ridley. Yeah, yeah I'll talk about year. that. Yeah. Out for the year. Yeah. No longer going to be a Patriot, most likely. We all know the, the the market for running backs aren't good. He's coming off an ACL. I mean, yeah. we'll be interested. Wherever he lands up, it's going to be as a his values pretty yeah. much done. Yeah, right. I would say so. Yeah. So, and then the Bill C.J. Spiller. Oh. <laughs> his value. He, he, somebody else that needs. Like, you were saying before the show, we were talking about him. Yeah. About our past week in fantasy, and uh, you were saying, yeah, like he needs to go. To, he needs to pull the Marshawn Lynch and go somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe find value somewhere else where it could be utilized. Like I think that's his only hope of you know being um, like a running back, a strong running back too, even a low running back one. Yeah. So know. I mean, I'm sure we missed a lot this week. We got into some good debates about these guys, and yeah, it's gonna be real interesting when we do the rankings this week too. Like all those guys, it's, it's, some some guys have really taken some significant steps forward. Mm-hmm. And their dynasty value, some have taken a significant step back. And it's a fluid thing, man. It always is every year. Guys come out of nowhere. Guys get better, significantly better, and guys get significantly worse. So make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. We will be updating our rankings this week. Again, we really apologize for taking so long updating our rankings. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, but get on there this week. We will have them up there. Make sure you get on there and get on our form and enter our contest. We had one winner this week for pick two players to go over 100 yards to win a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. And win some drafts or cash, which you can read Tommy's article to help you win more cash after you get the free cash. So you can turn that free cash into more cash, which is awesome. Because I I entered my money, and I've gained, I've doubled my money, which is awesome so far. I love free money. Uh, but all you gotta do is go in there and pick two players to go over 100 yards. It's way harder than you think. This week we had one winner. Last week we had zero winners. The week before that we had three winners. So it's way harder than think. I mean, everybody picks you know the obvious guys. This week the winner was. He picked uh, Jordy Nelson, Alshon Jeffrey, I believe. I believe, again, I, I could be wrong. I just looked at this morning to get his address and everything. But uh, it's hard. Two players, pick over 100 yards. Get on there, do it. It's fun. It's free. And you can win the most awesome T-shirt in the world, the Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. But until then, uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. You get up Tommy at? Dynasty Tommy. Oh, interact with Tommy on Twitter. <laughs> and until then, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.